0: Hi and welcome to Flippin' Orbs. Uh, This is episode 6 and uh, I am, as always, uh, your host Gordon Anderson with me today. Also, I have uh, Grant Castleton. How are you, Grant? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Um, I'm actually more than fine today because I'm sitting here with a pint at a newly opened pub um, with Seb Celia, our other co-host. Welcome, Seb. Thank you.
1: I'm sitting next to Gordon today. Oh. (laughs) He's right in front of me, so it's going to be weird.
0: Yeah, so this episode will be a little... Let's see what happens in the background. It's going to
1: give me a lot of, like, disruptive... glances (laughs) glances
0: something. <laughs> like, you shouldn't <laughs> talk about that I'm going like... to wave my arms, you're not going to hear it yeah. but Seb is going <laughs> and then maybe it'll <laughs> shut up sometime No. Um, but it's fun to do uh, I, I, I still hope that someday we'll all three be together to do an episode yeah. that would be amazing maybe at the eternal weekend, maybe not uh, but Let's um, go to the question of the day. Uh, Earlier we usually ask, what have you been playing as of late. Um, Now I'm going to ask a completely other question. And I'm going to do that for each episode that comes after this as well. And the question of the day, I'll start with you Grant. What is your favorite enchantment? In old school of course.
2: Uh Sylvan Library. Sylvan Library. Yeah. That yeah was I should have great. thought about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Before you asked the question. That's... Yeah, I,
0: I oh I, I immediately regret the question. <laughs> that was just so obvious. <laughs> yeah.
2: But... I think yeah, even from last episode, people know that I love that card, so Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, should we do your second favorite maybe? <laughs> or, or maybe your worst. <laughs> John.
2: Well I think my second would probably be Crusade.
0: Okay, that's fun. Yeah. Um,
2: but you remember what weenie yeah, guy. I, that card's? Yeah, I like to play white weenie, and that um, crusade just can can just put you over the top if you need that extra couple power for for all the creatures that you got. So yeah. uh, I'd say crusade is probably my number number two.
1: I love the flavor of that card as well. Yeah, the and name. I, I love how it's named like. We're uh, going out. Anthem of- effects, like you can. I instantly like see that card in front of me when yeah. I think about But you do
0: know subjects. why it's called anthem effects
1: hmm I would like to say yes but I don't know
0: yeah. uh, grant do you know why plus one plus one to all your creatures are called anthem effects I do not that's uh, because of Ursa block I think Ursa saga glorious anthem ah. uh, that was the first uh, Good one or useful one that gave all your creatures plus one plus one, not a color specific one. Huh. So the the anthem effect uh, uh. is from ninety seven then. Uh, and it that's it, only would, have it would have been more fun us. if
1: you didn't know it yourself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know, Grant? Do you know? It's no,
0: I mean either. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but also crusade, not bad bad moon. No, yeah, bad moon. Yeah. Is bad moon as good as Crusade or is Crusade better? I I would like oh, to I say think Crusade. Yeah, yeah. I, agree.
1: I
2: agree. Better creatures.
1: What why do you think Crusade is better, Grant?
2: I think well, I think you just look at the decks. I think mono is better than Mono-Black. I would probably just go um, and that's just because it's just a more played card, so
0: there are better. Uh,
2: probably Crusade.
1: What head just? Yeah, uh, mono white uh, instead of mono black. Well,
2: I think white knight having, what, yeah, white knight order leaper, have strike and having the ability to have first strike goes a long way. Um, Maybe three power first strike and stop herd apes and other things.
0: Yeah, but uh, black knight in black
2: can't be source of pleasure.
0: Yeah. With a bad moon, it's a three. I don't know. Maybe
2: <laughs> it, maybe I think it's better just because I see it played more often. But who knows?
0: But it is played more often. It's it's like David Chambers Mono black deck, and that's about it. Yeah. Place. I think moon.
2: the the yeah.
1: the good why uh, white weenie or mono white is so good. It's because like you can play sit in a bottle. Uh, I don't think you play it in a in mono in mono black in any variant of it.
0: Usually not because you play uh juice You're playing Yeah. And if you want to go the wiener route, you want to play like stone throwing devils. That's also yeah. Arabian. And you have and all earth the raiders.
1: Yeah. And you have all the answers. Like if you play uh, white weenie, you can even play like dust to dust. Yeah, and uh, black has nothing. Yeah, and you have Armageddon. So I don't know what they have. Hypnotic specters and
0: I yeah, better top I don't know. It's not a weenie. maybe. Yeah, but it's not a weenie. They it's have not a weenie deck. They have no. the top deck. Yeah. Okay. No, top deck. Maybe curve.
1: it's not a discussion about. Okay, so yeah. so
0: let's go to Seb. What's your favorite enchantment?
1: Uh, I think. The most fun or not fun card is Nethervoid, <laughs> because it's such a weird card to build decks around. Uh, like, you, you, it's a black card, but you, if you have played it, then you sit with your. You can't ramp it out with like dark rituals because your dark rituals suck afterwards.
0: Uh, so no, the way you play it is with mana walt. Yeah. Because otherwise after that you can untap it one turn and play a spell the other turn. Yeah. Untap it, play a spell. It's good in
1: a model deck. Yeah. But I think it's it's not that much played and I think it's a better card than like what you see in uh, a lot of decks today. I would like to see more of it.
0: Yeah, me too. It's a little bit too expensive, that's the biggest problem, uh, cost-wise, money-wise. but. What do you yeah. think about Nether Void? Oh. I think you love it, Grant,
2: Nether Void. Wait oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't hear you. Um, <laughs> so I don't play a lot, like a lot of black. Um, I'm pretty, pretty set in my colors, uh, but for. For, for another void, I I think I wouldn't mind playing it. It's just the the yeah the the price of it is is the big deterrent.
0: Yeah, that's expensive. Yeah, it, it really really is. And uh, it's
1: a world enchantment. I love all the world enchantments. Yeah. I,
0: I, I but I do not love that you say world enchantment what, what because that the, that's the new school way.
1: Uh-huh, which they are enchant worlds. Enchant worlds. Okay. Yeah.
0: But it's enchanting
1: they, the world. Uh, in the other
0: but today they are erata to be world enchantments. Okay. World is a super okay. type.
1: But what's the so and what's the errata for the uh, enchant world or the world <laughs> enchantments today? <laughs> well, They're like, legendary, but in what manner?
0: Uh, no, the, it was called enchant world. That was like a type, but the the rules have changed over the years. So you can't have world after enchantment because then it will be a subtype and a subtype can't, chain, can't do like the legendary rule, uh, the, the world enchantment rule. So they needed to change it to be a supertype and then it needed to be first. So now it's world enchantment.
1: And today you
0: can, how is it legendary? The, the rule is uh, there can only be one it's highlander one enchant world can be on a battlefield if someone plays a world enchantment or an enchant world when there's already one in play the old one goes away and the new one comes into play completely makes sense (laughs) it does because this is the old uh, this is the old way of doing plane chase
1: and how was the old legendary rule which one <laughs> uh, okay. There's a couple. Like
0: that, then, like I, I,
1: I remember being the second player to play chase
0: the mind sculptor. Then you couldn't. <laughs> the or no, then you killed the other. Yeah, kids, but that's the planes both, a both just died, and my n-
1: my opponent already had like gained
0: from it. Yeah, yeah. and now we're actually talking about the planeswalker rule, yeah, which yeah, okay. disappears in like a week or so when we're recording this episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: And because no, no, all planeswalkers
0: yeah. have been errataed to be in legendary, yeah, okay. but now we're talking new school magic. Yeah, is... <laughs> Grant, yeah, are you following? This is why new school mag-
1: magic does does not make sense.
2: No. Well, I fo- yeah, yeah. I, I follow up like some of the new rule changes because it's, it's somewhat interesting, and in some of the other podcasts talk about it, but um, yeah, I. Yeah, I, I don't it is interesting. I yeah, noticed
1: something that I didn't know. I don't know if it was uh, that how it was uh, the rules was around that card before, but the, when the what's the new set called? Excellent.
0: Ix, uh, Excellent. Okay, Ixalan. the pirate
1: dinosaur set. When it comes out, uh, the only things that's that that will affect old school that I read about is like fireball uh, when. You fireball ha, has weird this. ruling, and you have to like go where all. Yep. Go. Okay. Gordon, explain how does fireball work. I have three targets.
0: Yes. Do you pay? fireball
1: says one X. Yes. Okay. So I would like to kill this three, these one ones or whatever. Three one ones. Okay, I have three targets. They don't even have to die. I would, to, I would like to target these three and make at least one damage
0: to each one. Yeah. Then you need to pay one red for the firewall. Yeah. You need to pay three for the X. Uh huh. So and that's then, so three damage. Com- so the exactly. So the convert cost of the spell will be four, except. Then you can't divide it. Then you need to pay two more for two extra targets after the first. Okay. So you need to pay six mana, and then you do three damage, and you need to divide it. If you pay one more, you do four damage. You will still only do one to each. Yeah. If you pay two more it for don't. five, you will still do one.
1: Okay, w- what I thought was new, with the, they, they made Blood Moon work differently, and a lot of cards uh, yeah. make different that it was the converted monocost and I thought about like monodrain but you just said that it was the converted monocost was still before oh yeah I, I, at least I think so because, yeah but, but that's uh, the, the other that, is an extra cost that's what they that was the new ruling says anyway yeah because I don't know if they wanted to clarify I don't know the earlier ruling but they say no matter how much you you have to pay for each other target but the one X is the converted mana Yeah. So like if you monodrain it, you will only get for that. Even though you use it for like five different creatures.
0: Yeah. And you only monodrain for four. So The actual X and the red.
1: And I don't think the new Blood Moon The other one
0: is an additional cost. And that's uh, never the converted mana Yeah. The same with kicker. If you play a spell that's two and have a kicker of two. If you play the kicker, the converted mana is still two.
1: Aha, uh-huh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I n- never really thought into it, but when I saw they <laughs> had like this presentation of Fireball, maybe this is maybe because it's in Iconic Masters.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, I'm, I was just going to say that to our listeners. Why we're talking about this is because Iconic Masters is coming out, and it will have both Channel and Fireball in the set. Yeah. Which is.
1: Maybe it was just a presentation on the wizard side. Uh, yeah, yeah
0: that side. An- um, um, hmm. And, uh, yep, that's it. Uh, that's it. I, we're talking too much about everything here, so I'm going to go to my favorite enchantment, at least uh, the first one that came to so you, mind. So, you
1: have one favorite as well, okay? Yes.
0: Uh, and that is also an enchant world. Uh huh. See, can you guys guess? It's an enchant world. Seb first. Uh, yeah, Grant. Grant first. Grant then. first, yeah.
2: Uh, I forgot the name, but is it the one blue?
0: Grant is completely correct. You have to Can Sam re- take the ni- name? Yeah.
1: One blue. chaos okay. Is, is that an Enchant World? In the Eye of Chaos? Or? Yeah,
0: that's. Uh, but that's uh, two and one blue.
1: One and one blue? Yeah, I can't. No, this the
2: is, one, is blue. one
1: blue. One blue?
2: Yeah, it's just you. one blue. Yeah. Huh. It reveals the top cards of the library. Uh-huh. It's named after
0: uh Kevin Costner film. Or maybe the Kevin Costner film is named after the. the okay. Show. It's Field of Dreams. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> <heard that. laughs> I love
0: it that you take that, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just, you have talked about I just that. I remember decade. talking yeah. about it. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's. That's just because it's. Grant it's had such inside a fun deck.
1: information.
0: Yes. It's okay. just such a fun deck to play, and who doesn't, if you play modern, who doesn't love Lantern Control? I don't know. I, I think... I, mean, I don't. A, lo- <laughs> a lot of people don't like... <laughs> okay, I love it. And I don't even play more, red. That maybe that's it. Okay, uh, we're going to continue now, after we've gone through Enchant World and Rulings and whatever. Uh, and we're going to introduce a new we just had the question of the day or question of the episode now we're going to introduce a new uh, recurring segment which will be the combo of the episode we'll discuss different combinations of cards and how they interact in a fun unexpected way maybe you know it maybe you don't like we discussed channel fireball that is a Combination, a combo. I will not going to talk about that uh, today. Uh, the one who choose which combo is seven.
1: Yeah. So uh, I've thought about like what you don't meet when you uh, what you don't uh, certain cards are really weird. You don't see much of them. Yep. And uh, it started out when. Uh, I think I don't know if we talked about uh, the Meek Stone how it works like against Arabian Agro and especially if you play uh, uh, the Serendib Frits. I don't stuff. think
0: we've ever pl- talked okay. about Meek uh, Stone. Okay. I think
1: Meek Stone is a really good cyber card. So I thought like, what makes what what can you do against Meek Stone? Maybe if you play blue red or uh, <laughs> so, uh, and and this didn't work out. This was my first thought. <laughs> okay. But, how can you work around meekstone without destroying it? Like the usually Arabian aggro, those that I've seen. Yeah, that's curd that apes,
0: Cern and urnam gins. Yeah. The curd apes go under the meekstone, but the other ones will give forest walk and make you take one damage but will stay tapped under yeah. a meekstone. But that's like uh
1: Sar-Maki plays two meekstones in cyborg in his uh, Urnageddon kind yep. of deck. And what he does is he takes out the uh, Sarah loops, and he put in Meek songs, and he put in Sarah angels, and Yeah, and that's really good, I think. So how do you work around? That's good against blue red, for example. Like you, yep. you love to play that deck. Yes, uh, I do. So I thought that solution would be, uh, I don't know, wack <laughs> But why does it that work? No, because
0: you, you, you thing. No, it, that does work. No, does it? I, because, I, I, okay. The, oh, I never thought of about this. <laughs> yeah. This is, okay. If you have I don't know wakwak yourself in a certain okay. debuff, yes, you can attack, do yeah. three damage. Yes. After the damage step, there is actually a step called end of combat. Yeah. Then you can use I don't know wakwak. No, that doesn't have uh, that. of it. Is the card? Yeah, you, you have
1: use. to have Maze of it. Maze of Ith is a better card. Uh, Maze of Ith <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: especially now in the Swedish rules when it's unrestricted. Because then you can use Maze of it in the end of combat step. You've yeah. already done your okay. damage, but yeah. you can untap.
1: So that's a better card.
0: In, so the combo yeah. I just wanted
1: to make Island of Wok
0: work. <laughs> yes, uh, I do understand. But, but, I but the do problem is walk with
1: Island of Wok is that you cannot, you, you don't have any priority in the uh, in the untap step, so if the opponent has a meek stone and you have a certainty be free, you don't. You're never able to make it a
0: zero. X. No, because actually it's because it doesn't make it a zero. Uh-huh. It makes it do zero damage. Aha, even that. Okay. Uh, so so that I was do love stupid. your idea. Yeah, and It okay. works with Mason If. This
1: was the thought process. But okay, so I had to think about another co- combo. <laughs> and this one is with the veteran bodyguard.
0: Yeah. Okay. So this isn't.
1: This, it's and not not a good. Green combo. ward
0: and iceland leprechaun.
1: No, no. Oh, it's okay. just two cards. Uh, so veteran bodyguard, like if he's untapped, uh,
0: all the damage from creatures is de- dealt to him. Yeah, unblocked creatures is dealt to him, and yeah. he's a three five, two five, three three six. F- three six, oh, yeah. Okay, it's, it's good. Yeah, he's a 3-6 for 5, yeah. and any unblocked creatures uh, will do their damage to him instead of you, yeah. as long as he is untapped.
1: And it doesn't work with trample.
0: I just read it on Gatherer, I don't know how, but yeah. Okay, I won't even yeah. go into that. Anyway,
1: I thought, what, what card would be good with this? Because I like to take cards that I think are kind of good, like uh, uh, the Wack
0: down, walk, walk. But, but it was good. You're n-
1: never able to use because it's not that good. <laughs> so, the, what what card can you like activate and make this make veteran bodyguard like unbeatable in this scenario? In which is it? It's okay, good? Do, do
0: you play? Uh, oh no, that's like. Web the light, gaseous form. I don't know. Because no. uh, then the creature don't deal damage and can't receive damage.
1: Okay. No, no, no. Oh. Grant, do you know? <laughs> okay. I, I don't think you can ever figure this out. But
0: uh. Grant, have any ideas? What do you combo with combo veteran bodyguard with?
2: With what? With island or with with with, with what card?
0: With whatever card. Yeah.
2: Veteran Bodyguard. Oh, for Island? I mean... I don't really know. Because, like... I... I don't play combo, really, at all. Like, besides, like... Besides Berserk. And even with, but even with, like, Island of Wakwak, I just don't think it's that good. No, it isn't so. with
1: Island of Wakwak. It's no, another The Veteran card. Bodyguard.
2: Oh, Veteran Bodyguard. I think you need to tell us.
0: So okay. <laughs> how the hell do you uh, yeah. use Veteran uh, force Bodyguard? Forcefield. Okay, force field. It's an artifact for three, uh, you pay one per unblocked creature to have it only deal one damage. Yeah. So <laughs> that that means oh, with four oh, mana, oh. You, you, you can make four creatures do nothing. Yeah. Because they'll do one damage, but will do it to the Veteran. Or five. Today's combo! It... Yeah. Okay, everybody. I <laughs> hope you loved that segment. The amazing combo, Veteran Bodyguard, Force Field, and a lot of mana. Um, I'd probably rather just use, like... Yeah, Tunnel's Coffin. There yeah, were five circular protections in the sideboard, one yeah, for okay. each color. I think Tunnel's
1: Coffin just is play good
0: Fog.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, Fog is a good card.
0: I'm actually working on This deck doesn't uh, exist on the Wok Wok page yet. Because uh, I'm brewing it, uh, putting together a list uh, to do a write up. And that's a deck I haven't seen actually on any blog or thing like that in old school. So I'm going. But I'm going to. Tell what you about are it we now. about?
1: Like a fog deck?
0: Turbo Fog. Because uh-huh, yeah, yeah,
1: okay, okay.
0: that's a classic deck, yeah, but not I a classic so. old school deck. Yeah. So I'm brewing a version for old school. Okay. That, yeah, that. play 4 Darkness, 4 Holy Day and 4 Fog. Okay. So that's 12 fog yeah. effects.
1: And you have to meet like creature decks, I guess. For it to work.
0: So yeah, uh, you also play 2 Circle Protection Reds uh, in the main deck. 2 Handle the burn.
1: I'm looking forward to my next combo. I guess (laughs) all of you are looking forward to my next combo as well. Uh, Yes,
0: yes we are. Because
1: I'm already thinking about it.
0: Yes, we are. So, uh, I'm going to present uh, today's episode. (laughs) Like, today's episode after all this random rant. And uh, uh, that will be a deck tech, first of all. Uh, We're going to talk about an... A deck that's uh, on the Wakwak site is called Blue Red Artifact Aggro and most of the time it's called that. Here in Stockholm we call it Machine Gun and we will come to why it's called Machine Gun later on but it's a Blue Red Artifact uh, based aggressive deck. So we'll start with that and afterwards Um, we'll have an interview with uh, Matt from Chicago Um, Grant uh, met with him and did an interview uh, about what I think is uh, the old school players ball the big tournament you guys had and he came second if I understood correct yep yep Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so uh, we'll first uh, do a deck tech and then we'll have an interview with him! So, it's time for a deck deck. We're going to uh, talk about the blue-red aggressive artifact deck, which we talked about uh, or, yeah, (laughs) which I told you guys we were going to talk about. And, for those who don't know, that is a deck that uh, has its foundation in playing all the moxen, four mana walls. So it's essentially a ramp deck. You use those cards to ramp out threats like Serendabrite, Suchi and Triskelion. You also use four copy artifacts, these are really important uh, because a copy artifact is a two mana Suchi or Triskelion, which is an amazing bargain. That is the foundation of the deck. Other cards uh, you could use are a couple of A-TOGs, uh, some fireballs, because A-Tog and Fireball, you can eat sushi for a lot of mana and things like that. Fireballs is also just a great card. Shatter, lightning bolts, and things like that. And that is the foundation of the deck. Use Moxen and Mana Wolves to power out. Good threats with 4 in toughness, so they do, they don't die to lightning bolt, free Suiche, and Serendib uh, or uh, Triskelion. Yeah, some and some Com- of the effect.
1: like decks we talked with Chambers about is in a manner like artifact aggro decks, but this is more like the blue red uh, variant. Yes, and you talked about it being called like artifact aggro, uh, like the machine gun. Yes.
0: Uh, so. uh, and I put that a little bit later on to talk about why it's called machine gun here in Stockholm. Uh, the deck, uh, the deck designer for this particular deck that using all only four toughness creatures is uh, Martin Berlin, which is the old uh, world champion uh, from Newcon last year, and a brilliant deck designer and brewer. And also he called it machine gun. And he called his it machine gun. Variant. And we're going to come into why. Uh, okay. um, but but you're still holding on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm still holding on <laughs> okay. that. I, I think yeah. uh, there's one thing uh, uh, we're going to talk about uh, uh, first. Grant,
1: but, when uh, I talked earlier with Grant, like outside of this uh, podcast, like uh, if they played any artifact aggro decks in the states. But they play, Grant, you talked about it being more like Berserk-oriented or like...
2: Yeah, more just more basically like red-green. Pretty straightforward without the blue. They might even splash blue for um, Copy Artifact. I don't quite remember, but mm. um, I've not seen too much. I, I don't think really anyone's played it in a tournament. No, but I haven't someone seen this. Be, but it's, it's
1: much more, more, the green is for... The Bursar. The are, So uh, it's
0: more an a yeah. dog smash deck, uh, the most things I've seen yeah. in the US. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, I've played this deck, like, a bunch now, lately. This is what I'm, like, trying to adapt into what I... Uh, different kind of variants. I haven't played the Berlin variant, really. I started with, like, blue, red, white. Uh, but what I think makes the blue-red variant tick is that it's <laughs> that Shabr's talked about that as well no, th- there's two colors that was, that's makes uh, like the blue red very uh, well like blue red bolt deck or what you, what you call it blue red
0: uh, counter burn counter burn
1: deck uh, good as well because you can play with blood moons and you can play uh, and you can play with seed in a bottle so I think that Kills a lot of decks if you play the artifact aggro variant. Uh, and regarding the ATOX, like I, I, didn't realize it at first because I like looked at different kind of decks, and you, <laughs> but you can only play like <laughs> maybe two of them. Yeah. Uh, because they're redundant. It's just a one two that they don't do anything. Uh, and that was yeah. I, I I just like been fumbling around. With like what makes, how can you make the best variant of it. And I think the blue-red <laughs> Argo deck is Ramp-Ramp.
0: Yeah, it is a Ramp deck essentially. And You uh, want to play big monsters really quick. And as Mana Vault only ramps you one time, you use the Copy Artefact to play big monsters for sheep afterwards. So that's the whole like, point of the deck.
1: Yeah. But I think So in <laughs> what what you do is like you, you play play out your hand, like maybe the first yeah. two turns. And now we come to the part with which it being a machine gun.
0: No. Yes. No. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> because okay how, how do you how can you enable your monovolts again and how can you why
0: is it no no no, no, no. okay so aren't you re- okay, okay. listeners <laughs> here we have really like a setup <laughs> what we want to talk about here because i think there's a really <laughs> big issue here at hand, which yeah. we started to talk about and then drifted away from that is no one in the states are playing this deck okay i didn't know that and uh, as you said, Grant, it's more the the berserk, a talks smash decks, and yeah, if so, yeah, And there are a couple of differences we should talk about uh, between, uh, like the- eternal rules okay. and uh, suite yeah, rules first. And uh, the big differences is workshop being restricted or not, and you guys play with mono like, this deck with four workshops would be even better, and it's uh, already been in the top 16 of the two last Noobcons World Championships. Cause it's mm-hmm. been a really good deck. If you can play three more workshops, it would be even better. That's a reason for it to be played in the States. So why isn't it? I don't know. But another reason is the deck's foundation is Four toughness creatures that yeah. doesn't die to lightning bolts. Okay. But, but, but in the States, if you play sushi, that isn't as good as it is here because of monoburn.
1: Oh, you have monoburn in Grant. Do you use monoburn
0: in your tournament?
2: Yeah, so sushi's not as good as he probably is yeah. in, okay, in the Swedish course. meta.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or
2: European meta. And
0: yeah. then you have to play, like, Juggernaut instead. That would be the. I mean,
2: the biggest thing is being able to. Usually, half the time when I play the Tsu and it gets disenchanted, it's getting just put into a, li- uh, a factory just so I don't take four damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's it's... usually. That's the dump card right there is just putting it into a factory. Yeah, dam- don't a don't take yeah. four, so.
0: I just activate the I like that interaction. Times. That is a good interaction. That's a
1: good interaction. That's yeah, a good reason so, for it to uh,
0: still be yeah, so it's, 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 played. I want to go to the states, with i stuck now. <laughs> okay. uh, oh, I yeah, really want. Yeah, I mean,
2: I think Tsuchi is a fine beater for even in the United States. I've played it once in a while, but usually I just yeah with with the mana burn, it's it can be it can be sometimes get disenchanted, lose a four four, and take four damage. So you can kind of get got if you don't have anything to sink the mana into.
0: Yeah, because the re- the, the, the big difference here, if you want to play it and you have mana burn, uh, the Juggernaut is the, like, classic other creature to yeah. play instead, but Juggernaut dies to shade line- light the light line- Yeah, and yeah,
2: that's
0: the hard part, it can just, block just it and also, it needs to attack. And if the opponent has a mischievous factory, they trade. It must attack. Yeah, it must attack.
1: It needs. It needs to attack. It must. It, attack. it must. <laughs> yeah. And so I've been so playing. I've been playing the. Yuganaf yuganaf in my version, I've been playing the Ugena just because in our meta there we don't see that many lightning bolts. But I, I see the. I understand why you have to have four yeah. different creatures. Exactly. And you, yeah. But but the, but you can't play City in a bottle if you play the, uh, Serendip uh, variant. I guess. Not in main uh, at least. No, not in
0: main. Absolutely oh. not. Uh, but that's not. So the, what, the foundation what cards?
1: There. That that's why I wanted you to talk about it being the machine gun because like, I wanted to talk about how it plays out. Yes,
0: So, but I, I, I just wanted to okay. point out the difference. that's the background. So now we have the differences yeah. between yeah. The, the United States meta and the European meta, and why the deck could be quite different. The workshops and the mono burn, which makes it a, a, a bit of a problem to play sushi sometimes. And uh, then, why is it called Machine Gun?
1: So I, I can tell you why it's called Machine Gun. So I'm thinking about like mm-hmm. the uh, old school machine gun with like the big batteries on it. Like that's a machine gun to me. But uh, it's what makes yeah, like it a machine gun? It's Hercules Recall. Yes. So uh, like you have your triskelions. I guess that's the most machine gunny thing you have. Because yeah, it you makes use manual
0: to put out uh, triskelion. Yeah.
1: So, you, you like ramp out all of your, your whole hand in the first two turns, uh, and then you Hercules when you like need the mana back or anything, and then you can play your Triskelions again. You can, you know, or even if they try to like remove your like swords to plowshares or disenchant your Triskelion, you have you.
0: You shoot them free in the face with the Triskelion counters, you Hercules yourself. And the turn after, you can replay your tapped mana walls, untapped, and play the Triskelion again, and you have the shooting thing all over again. So you reset your mana walls and you reset your Triskelions. That's the machine gun part. You can shoot the Triskelions, take them back, put them down, shoot again, and do the kill or thing like that.
1: But then there's this uh, these other variants of the Artifact Aggro deck. I don't know what makes it aggro, but it's like, <coughs> uh, for instance, I, I'm trying to play with white just to have <laughs> solutions. That's always the thing with old school. You have your sorts of plowshares, your chance. but then I play with like maybe one, two, Sarah Angels and whatever. But then you can't play. That's... the It's no longer the machine gun deck. Yeah,
0: you're you're, you're talking about like a super different deck. Maybe we'll come into that. But let's talk about this specific deck first here. Mm. Uh, It's blue-red. It plays 12 creatures and copy artifacts. It ramps them out. That's the main part of the deck. And I've sat here bad matchups, good matchups, because it it's not played in the States, it's not that often played in Europe. You don't see it at uh, that many tournaments, you don't see it many top eights. But when it's played, it has gone quite well, and that's probably because it has a good matchup against most things, because it's problematic to deal with... Uh, I do remember uh, Martin Berlin, as we talked about, he designed this particular version of the artifact aggro deck. Talked about uh, at NoobCon where he met a guy who put out a uh, turn one sushi, a turn two copy artifact, a turn three copy artifact. So on turn three, he has four, no, three, four, fours. Yeah. That's hard for most decks to handle. Yeah. And. That's the big reason why this is good. But it also, it is a ramp deck, you can draw only mana or only threats, and it can be some problems. So the biggest problem for the deck is actually itself, drawing poorly.
1: Yeah, Uh, I think it's good, we talked about this earlier, I think it's good against fair decks, and then I think like creature-based decks, because you're like way, way ahead. Even though like urnums are four or fives and all of the creatures can be blocked by urnums but they still have to give forest walk and I don't think that many have the, uh, what's it called, the red card that, um, that takes back the,
0: it takes back the forest walk or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the uh, hammer high. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the land I Hammerheim don't think there's time to much remove <laughs> uh, f- remove
1: on land walk. Uh, it's kind of fringey, so I think it's good against Aaron in that way. I play it uh, yes. because yeah, in your counter burn deck. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. Because
0: it's just strictly better than the mountain. Yeah, of course, of
1: course, yeah. But but you don't play. Uh, you don't play Urnums no. in
2: your no. game.
0: <laughs> I've, I've, I've actually never used Hammerheim. Yeah. Ever. Right. It's good yeah, against you.
1: You have. But you have. Oh,
0: I love yeah. it. Well,
1: when, did, when did you. Yeah, have, do
0: tell the story.
2: Oh, I just. I mean, I just, whenever. When I first started playing, um, I was playing with Urnums and just was looking through cards and it was like, oh, Hammerheim gets rid of Forest Walk. Or just whatever walks. So I was like, I'm just gonna play two of these in, in my uh, green-red deck, and because sometimes like with an anerdumjin giving like creatures force, like the like if they had like you know force of nature or something big, I would just die because I couldn't block it. Um, so I just played a hammerheim so I could get rid of it and could block.
1: You so. went about it the same way I use island of walkwalk.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Let, maybe let's not. let's say so. Just, just, yeah, to be uh, nice to you. And the card apes, you need to have
1: a forest. Yeah,
0: yeah. So there's no downside at all with uh, having no, a hammerheim. Because the hammerheim, the only downside for having a non-basic is blood moon, and, and the right hammerheim anyway, becomes so. a mountain. It is the yeah. mountain with upside. Uh,
1: but okay, and what's uh, the what bad? Okay, yeah. You want to talk about Hammer Eye more?
0: Yeah, I just mentioned Blood okay. Moon, and I okay. thought we we're doing doing a segue here because but that's yeah. one of the big parts you, which you, you t- wanted to talk about. Of
1: course, of course, but, but, but I but what no, I, we're on the matchup <laughs> still.
0: Yeah, we're,
1: uh, I think that you like you yeah, you shoot out all of your hand, and you talked about it being the deck itself. Like you have to have the good starting hand, and you can run. I think you can like it's. Kind of a combo deck in that manner. It is if you play this variant, but you need all your cards. You play blues. So you have Ancestral Recall, and I think you have Brain Gazer, and th- of course the library and everything. Yeah. But the library it isn't as good in a, in this deck as in other no, decks.
2: Actually,
0: library hands are quite horrible. Yeah,
1: in yeah this because you you you're, you're sitting. Waiting for I don't know what. Yeah, so it's really the deck weird wants to play the three, four cards
0: in turn one. Mm. But with the library you can't do it. Yeah. And yeah it becomes so bad.
1: But I think that that's just, yeah this deck might be the worst <laughs> deck for Library of Alexandria in that manner. Because I like so you need well. the uh but if the, you, decks, yeah, if the good point inside. is being fast. Yeah. So if you lose that because you're on the library, yeah, you're sitting waiting like seven turns to play a four-four, <laughs> with which you can shoot someone
0: with, and you have a bunch. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird.
1: But uh, we you were ta- You wanted to talk about like yeah, blood moon. We,
0: we talked about it with the hammerham discussion because that is one of the strong side of this. deck. it, it's only blue and red. You can play a lot of basics mm-hmm. and. A lot of the cards are colorless, so you can actually play four Blood Moon in the sideboard if you want. And mm-hmm. Blood Moon, as we know, is a powerful card in this format. So I think that is an actually more important part of the deck than most people would think. They, they look at the deck, they see the main deck, and you're just like, okay, well, this is an aggressive deck. But I think the Blood Moons in the sideboard is as important as the main deck if you yeah. count its success yeah i,
2: yeah, I would i would pl- i would if i played this deck i would play it more as main more deck. as a, a a control deck than than a, like a like more of an aggro deck but mm. that's because i that would Blood moons play a little in bit main more or? uh no probably not in the main but um definitely in the board because mm. the mana base doesn't really look I mean, you're playing four basic islands and that's it. I mean, and power, but yeah, I probably wouldn't play it in the main.
0: Mm. That would mean me but uh, you have, with Black Latest and uh, Mox, uh, like six blue sources, and that's not yeah. that much. But all your blue cards are single blue. You yeah. just mm-hmm. need one, yeah. and, that's probably, and that's why you can play it on the mm-hmm. sideboard. And off the sideboard, you have the Blasts... Uh, red and Blue Blast and Blood Moon and it becomes a more controlling deck if you want to Which still puts out a threat real quick and the threat could be it could be a Blood Moon Because mm. you have uh, a couple of more Ways of getting a Blood Moon in uh, turn one or turn two than most decks because of the Mana Vaults and that can just wreck somebody mm-hmm. I think that okay. What,
1: what, what I would do is, I would not play... Uh, I, I haven't played that much, like this exact version of the deck, but if I'm playing blue, uh, Blue-Red, which I am now, uh, I'm, I'm not even... I'm playing like maybe like one or two uh, Hercules, uh, because I think sitting in a bottle in our meta is so good, yeah. So I don't even play with the dibs. I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing with juggernauts. Yeah, but you're playing a
2: completely different.
1: No, board, but I'm yeah. playing red blue, and I'm playing artifact <laughs> aggro. Yeah. And uh, I'm uh, what Grant said. He, he would play like a more uh, control yeah. version of the deck. Yeah. And uh, that's, I think Ber- Berlin has it's it's really good with the Hercules and everything. But I think what's the strong suit for the deck is like it's so good when Blood Moon is good, but I think it adds really, it adds more if you can play City in a Bottle. But then I play, then maybe you have to play like one or two Transmute Artifacts, and it becomes a bit sketchy for the reason Grant said, because you don't play that many Blue Sources, but maybe you don't need the Blood Moon when you need the City in a Bottle. Uh, So I don't know, it's a give and take. Yeah, I really like the Ball in the deck.
0: Well, I think so. I, I think that's a good. Uh, you, you you can have like this uh, aggressive ramp deck, mm. and then change it to a Bloodman deck or sit in the Ball deck depending on what you are facing. Yeah, it has uh, two faces there, which is really nice. Mm. I think this is an underplayed deck. Yeah, and that's actually why we're doing yeah. this deck tech yeah. today because. Uh, and uh, I
1: also would like to add with the uh, uh, with the A talks how how they work or not work. Yeah. Uh, maybe even you can play with meek stone. I'm just uh, spitballing here. Like if you play because when we talk with Chambers, he plays a lot of artifact decks yep. All, like his mono blue or his mono red. He uh, uses his like librarians, and he uses his a togs and his mechanics. <laughs> like he makes the uh, wind Orbs and the, all of those like uh, universal bad cards for both players. It makes them like only worse for the opponent when yep. he is able to sacrifice them. So I think also that that is something you can think about when you're brewing the deck. Uh, the you the can go more all in on the
0: ATOG plan.
1: Yeah, like you can you can th- at least think about Windtorbs or Meek Stones, depending on your
0: meta. Yeah, uh, and I think so as well. And uh, that's uh, also a put a point here to talk about the, the Black Vices, be or not to be in this. Yeah. And that has a lot to do with ATOG, ATOG yeah, or not course. as well. Yeah. Because you they do
1: or they don't do anything.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Blackwise is that card that either is amazing or it doesn't do shift. Yeah. And with a the shift part becomes easier to handle. Yeah. Because at least they do two Because more you damage. just need the artifact. They do two damage instead. And, and
1: Yeah. I think in in on I think we have, we're, we're talking about, like, later on, we talked about, like, prepping for tournaments and, like, talking about the meta uh, in your, I think you always should have in, that in mind, what other people are playing. Yeah. Uh, so, we're talking about, like, the machine gun variant of the deck.
0: Yes, but, we're, but we're going to put a, a picture in the show notes, of course, or, or a link to the picture if you're on iTunes and things like that. That that picture will be. Like, that is machine gun. That's the blue red artifact classic deck, and uh, uh, that is what we're talking about. And then we have variants.
1: Yeah, and but w- what I'm hinting at is that uh, at least for me, that's what I'm uh, thinking about. When you what what's good, what's bad, and how can you adapt? Like, if sit in a bottle is a good card. Which it is, especially here. <laughs> I think maybe you can go more in on that plan. Yeah. If Blood Moon is a good card, maybe you can focus on the uh, this deck, or maybe even go counter burn. I don't care. Like, though, this should be your thought process when you. Yeah, exactly. You can, you can when are
0: you going to play this? The machine gun. Yeah. When is it good? When is not? You need to choose the right tournament and the right build for the tournament. Or. Whatever.
1: And I think there is. Put potential for this deck to be a lot of different decks. I think so as well. And as you said we, we haven't seen that many of them so uh, yeah. I, yeah, I've tried a, uh, some of them and uh, I, I'm not really set
0: on what I think. It's I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this is probably the best version in an unknown meta mm-hmm. uh, the one with the the, the link on the and the side of the site of the four power toughness creatures yeah. in a European meta important to talk about because of the sushi thing. Okay, um, yeah. and the but even
2: in the blood moons too, because you guys have a lot of de- couple people that play the deck and yeah, not much aggro, so not a lot of basics. So blood moons probably a little bit better.
0: Yeah, um, we, we have a lot of aggro, uh, more mid range aggro, not lean yeah. aggro. And the deck is actually quite—I uh, won't say non-existent. Here in Stockholm, it's uh, non-existent at the moment. <laughs> uh, has been for like a year. Yeah, we talked but about even that
1: like the first time I—I I went on with you, uh, yeah. uh, Gordon and Grant. Like, I think uh, Grant, you said that one guy in your like community played the deck, and like. Yeah. We're going to have like an interview with you for your, uh, you have been on a tournament.
0: Yeah, we're, going, we're coming to the interview soon. We yeah. And, and I and think
1: you said, like, was it on a last uh, episode? It was
0: no deck at the
1: old school players
0: ball. Nope. No not the a single deck. one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so
1: well, it, that's true, not just here but no. like, yeah. it, it's always a stress when everybody talks about bannings and we, all, we all yeah. always talk about bannings. And not it's bannings.
0: so different in communities. And um, I've, I'm checking the tournament reports from all over all the time. And in the more healthy communities, we just want to play old school for fun. That's the fun part. And most of those uh, uh, communities have gone away from the deck. There's always like one or two or someone who wants to do it or just got a card to do it or that player who doesn't have anything else mm-hmm. but other than that it's not a, the deck dominant format in most countries. Yeah. I thought it I would be this. because when I started out it was like a lot
1: of the decks like in the local yeah. area in the local player group but I think I don't I don't think the deck is a problem. As long as it's not that competitive. No, exactly.
0: So, uh, I think we're going to round off uh, this discussion about this deck. And uh, go to the interview Grant did with uh, Matt about the old school player's ball. Uh, And I think the last thing we will do is a classic keep or mull. Uh, And I've... uh, It's a classic. It is a classic. Okay, okay. Yeah, of, course. of course, it's a classic, and and I've um, I've done a uh, grant. I hope you can see it in the, the show notes. Um, mm-hmm. I've done eight uh, different uh, hands randomly That's a few. generated. That's so few. but uh, well, it's, it's it, it, is, it, it is much. It is a lot. <laughs> it, is, it is a lot. But I've done that <laughs> just to see. Okay, yeah, yes, we have. and I've done eight randomly selected hands and we
1: haven't talked that uh, we have talked about this deck and you can see the deck in the yes. show notes as well
0: this is so. almost it, it has a couple of actually from the picture this plays like two lightning bolts instead of two shatters. okay okay uh, mm-hmm. and that's about it mm-hmm. uh, the deck i've generated this from because this is like my build uh, the thing and we have the first hand here so it says this is the first turn. Are you on the play
1: or are you? on We're the always one? on the play. Always on the play, uh, so or
0: we can discuss it from either. Point, okay. Play or not. So we start with a hand. Yeah, that I think I think Truskelly. Grant should do this one because that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can, can can we tell the listeners the hand ah! first? I, I, yeah, he can no, the it. listeners. You don't need <laughs> to know the hand. Let's just discuss it. No,
1: but Grant can do it. I think he, this, is uh, the, this is the this is. Okay,
0: Grant. One.
2: Well. He, so do, all right, so it's, tell the hand uh, and decide what to there. do. So one Triskelion, one lightning bolt, one mana vault, black lotus, city of brass, soul ring, and library. I would yeah. keep and then probably slow roll with the library just because. You could get a turn one, Triskelion if you wanted, but I mean if it if that gets swords then you're just you are out of luck. Yeah, um, you have
0: mana sources and more removal. I, I think, think you're pretty. spot yeah. on. Spot on. So but, I would play
2: library but, and just kind of play it, play it easy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But the, the problem is, is that how does the deck tick? And Excel, it, how does this deck win if yeah. you play library right? I think I wouldn't mulligan this no, because you can it's never library. Mulligan no. a library <laughs> hand. No, you, it could yeah. be all lands and the library. But this is not <laughs> a snap keep, as when you see library. Well, yes, it's a snap keep. Okay, but. It, you see but it's not a snap keep just because of library,
1: because it's a snap keep because no matter what, because you have Monowalt, you have Black Lotus, and Sol Ring, no matter what or when you can... Yeah. If you you're, not, just, oh, if I've you're draw- not mind-twisted or anything you can just spit out whatever you yeah. like. If
0: you library for two turns and get two creatures, you can just put all your creatures out there in one turn. But, but that's probably what's the keep because library itself is not. Because this deck will lose if it's on the library plan, because the whole point of the deck is being quick. Yep, yep, and that's why it's, uh, yep. Yeah, but yep, yeah, Grant, I, I think, think Grant's spot on. Yeah, yeah I effective. think Seb takes the next hand here.
1: Uh, so we have the sushi, and this is in the Swedish meta or the yeah, European uh, meta. Yeah, <laughs> the deck is uh, built the European meta with <laughs> okay, one word: so shop and uh, sushi. Uh, we have the sushi, the Brass, the Copy Artifact, the Monowall, the Hercules, and the Chaos Orb. And a Triskelion. So, it's only one land. Yeah. But it has a Mana Vault. And this is... I would, Those are I the Mana Sources. And, and we're on the play. <coughs> we're on the play. Okay. Maybe on the draw.
0: But I would never keep this in, on the play. Yeah. Because if we want to talk about how it plays out, that's Cedar Brass Mana Vault, ship the turn. Next turn, but, yeah, okay. you play a suci. Yeah. If he has, like, Mulligan or anything, both keep
1: seven. I would never keep this if he... Okay, yeah. not both keep seven. If he... Uh, okay, you're on the play, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so You never know. Yeah, exactly. Okay, whatever. That's <laughs> not disgusting. But, but the Okay, thing I, is, I would never keep this. <laughs> I w- uh, maybe, I, I, maybe on the draw.
0: Uh, I think it's interesting to talk about at least. Yeah, Because yeah, 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 yeah. it is a turn two sushi. Yeah. And if you draw one blue mana source... Yeah. Uh, how, how many lands do you play with? I'm, I'm gonna look it up. I don't remember. Look at uh, uh, it. It's like a twenty-three. Seventeen. Lands, uh,
1: Seventeen uh, without the Moxin. So
0: okay, that's quite a lot, and that's yeah. uh, twenty-four mana sources plus manual, well, so yeah. twenty-eight sources. So, so it, it's hedging
1: to a keep on Ex- the draw. On the draw,
0: yeah. Uh, it's a snap keep, I would say. Yeah. Because you, you play a turn one manwalt, a turn two Su yeah. If you on two card draws draw another land, then you have another sushi with a copier artifact.
1: And but, but and depending, afterwards depending you on have Okay. A depending hurt goal. on what you have uh, what you're facing.
0: Absolutely, all of depending <laughs>
1: on you, if you if you're facing we talked about that earlier. If you're facing white
0: yeah, if this, you're facing white, it's um, this sucks. Th- this <laughs> would be more horrible than other way. But otherwise, if you draw just one more land, you have another sushi for two copy artifact. You have mana for Hercules to reset uh, the mana vault and the Triskelion to play. And if they play something stupid, you have a chaos orb. So I actually or think
2: two chaos orbs or two uh-huh. chaos
0: orbs. Two exactly, chaos orbs. Yeah, I uh, think two, it. Okay. I think it's. It's not a snap mulligan or snap keep. Go on, let's go to the do you guys, hand. Do you guys do you guys okay.
2: know what's better than one chaos orb?
0: I guess <laughs> I'm I'm just like yes, uh, yeah. one chaos orb and one guardian beast.
2: Sure, okay, that's very true. One
0: yeah. <laughs> was your answer. <laughs>
2: Two chaos orbs.
1: I I like uh, veteran bodyguard. Yeah, Any
2: let's just no talk. To
0: Grant, let's just <laughs> cut okay. Seb out. <laughs> uh, okay, go on. Okay. Hand number three. Hand number three. We have a Serendipitite, a copy artifact, a lightning bolt, um, an tog, and then we have as mana sources a mock sapphire, volcanic island, and a mana vault. That means you have four mana on turn one. You so have- we can vote you down,
1: or like you, you say what you you think. And and me and Grant says
0: yes. Uh, you have four mana on turn one. You can play a Serendib Freet. Uh, on turn two, you only have two mana and a tap mana vault. You can play an eight tag, and that's about it. If you draw an artifact,
1: you,
3: you can make you can make you can copy artifact
0: ward. and do a mana yeah, vault and yeah. things like that,
1: mm-hmm. or another Sapphire, or another Sapphire. I, I, then you have three. I mana. might even, I might even make another Sapphire. Uh, I think
0: Sapphire is the better choice mm-hmm. with the copy, and the eight tag doesn't do much the second turn. Hmm. You can do a sapphire and hope for the best, but I think this is one of those you need to keep it, but yeah. you're not happy about it.
1: What do you think, uh, Grant? Would you keep this?
2: Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think you, yeah, I think it's fine. The Atog is going to be a little underpowered because you're hoping to maybe draw some more artifacts. But I mean, having a turn one Serendib, um, a turn one Serendib have... is
0: never.
1: Wrong. I think it's not. What it's I would do, out, depending on what I meet, yeah. what might it might be means. unconventional or whatever, but I might, if I'm meeting white, uh, I might play, like, volcanic, sapphire, atog. Uh, yeah. And then on Hope my second p- turn, because they would never, even though they have the ramp, uh, if we're on the play, uh, if they would never, like, disenchant or sapphire. Uh, they might plow or atog, uh, on my second turn I would copy the Sapphire and play the Mana Vault then we have six mana for like yeah. our... And then we
0: have done two draws which could uh, uh, either if you don't do the copy you maybe draw another mana so you can pe- pe- play I have a, a six Serendive. mana and
1: I, I don't have to use the, uh, the Mana Vault and I have mana next turn for the Serenity Efrite and yeah. I've uh, yeah they might have wasted their plow when they talk. I have experienced that people are afraid of they talk as they yes. should be. Uh, okay. So I think that's, that's one thing uh, for they talk. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, because what's against it is that you don't really want it like what we talked about now. Yeah. He's underpowered. But so the, the opponent may, maybe don't, they don't see that.
0: Because so uh, they
1: uh, don't, the, you might play green. They don't know.
0: Absolutely not. So you might win,
1: like, in one turn. if you the A-tog get is to a powerful co- creature. If you get to copy the Sapphire, play the Mana Vault, play a green source, that's a heavy Atog going in.
0: Okay, now I see the next deck is uh, the same deck, <laughs> so one no, more the, down. the hand. And the hand. I, I hope it's the, the same deck. Uh, yeah, it's the same deck. The, the, the next hand was the same hand. Uh, so okay. Would you keep the same <laughs> hand? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Sorry, this
1: is, sorry, is it my uh, turn? <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm. Um, so we're at seven hands? Is it? Is no. this my turn
0: now? Uh, no, it's Grant's turn. Grant's turn. The one that starts with the city.
2: Uh, city of Brass, Mana Vault. Fireball, mana drain, copy artifact, copy artifact, Mishra's factory. It I I don't know. Having not having double blue for the for the mana drain would be hard, but yeah, it's being able a, to like
0: also a six it's a six card hand because of that already.
2: Yeah. Um but I mean having the, the option to fireball for a for a bunch of mana, but I'm not I probably probably not. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I have a thought about this. Yeah. Land. Do tell. Uh, that's why I. And I,
1: I will say if you're wrong or.
0: Oh, that, that's. Oh. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> because you have two lands, uh-huh. Mana Vault. So yeah. the first turn is a uh, first Mana Vault, ship the turn. Okay. If you draw a creature, hopefully a uh, sushi, on the first draw, then you have two copy artifacts, and you will put out the sushi each turn. Because you have the mana with the mana wall the first turn, and you have two copy artifacts, but you need to draw a creature. This is a deck or, or a hand that really needs to draw a creature. If it does, it could be quite good. If it doesn't, if it draws a land, you can start to copy artifact your mystery factory. Yeah. And that's also... So it's it's a hand that could be something, but maybe not.
1: Uh, I... <clears throat> You I would. I, I, if I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this hand. I would like to have another land. And what I'm uh, going for is what you said.
0: Yeah. If you have another land, you can activate the Mishra and yeah. copy artifact. So one. that would be my goal. If the, the Fireball sand. would have been a mox. But that's
1: also game. the problem. If you're facing a red deck or a white deck, if they, you can never activate your Mishra just to copy it. Uh, but in your scenario, you at least play the
0: mana wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll jump one more deck to I'll run my warm hand to the one that starts with the volcanic. Uh, Seb is uh, doing things, so I'll take this. It starts with a volcanic island, a city of brass, a Mishra's factory as lands, a Sol ring, and the mox ruby, and a mana vault. So that's six mana sources and the sushi. Uh This is... So... Uh, okay. So, <coughs> you um, have six mana sources yeah. and one threat. Well you keep? have the Mishra. Yeah. Uh, this is a keep. I don't think so as well, because this deck really needs its mana. Yeah. And if you have this, every card you draw that isn't mana if is the, a live card. If
1: the Mishra wasn't a Mishra... I would think about chipping it.
0: Yeah, Grant but, and you.
2: Yeah, I mean, probably keep it because you have a second threat with the factory, and then you've got double blue, double red. Um, you're yeah, you're good to go for, for for mana as well. Yep, yep. And you can you can you can if you draw, um, yeah, any any hot draws are going to be good.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think we're going to stop the keeper mall there. With this deck um, and i hope the listeners have gotten a good feel of this deck and want to play it because it is a really fun deck to play if you like putting out big monsters quick Mm -hmm. and then we're going to go to the interview Uh, grant uh, met matt uh, and did an interview about the old school players ball and matt was the one who went to the finals he sadly lost in the finals but you did an interview with him talking about the tournament and what he played.
2: Yep yep so me and him I drove down to Hyde Park last night Uh, I'm able to hang out have a beer too and uh, get a get a little tournament info from from his game so uh, because I had my own experience and it was a good time but um, being able to drive down and see Matt and see how he did and get Kind of a little, little little bit of a rundown on his tournament experience was uh, was nice.
1: And you play the deck we talked about earlier, like the Ernum Geddon.
2: Yeah, so I played Geddon. I went three and three like I always do. Um, <laughs> uh, are are you, uh, you
1: trying to go three and three, or is it like just uh, is this like is it, it a cur- gift or a curse?
2: I don't know. It's better <laughs> than getting bald and going zero six, but yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I, that's that's. The I, I seem to
2: not be able to get over the positive hump with that deck, so I might try to play something a little bit different next time. Um, and, and there was wh- just there was a lot of aggro at the tournament. Okay, on, so you uh, you
1: met a lot of aggro.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I lost a mono blue. I, my draws didn't seem terribly good either, because like it just yeah. I don't know. What what would you do, go... do
1: different? Uh, would you? Uh, do, do, do you would would you have played a completely different deck, or would
0: you like made Prop- your deck
2: different? Yeah, I probably would have played like green, red, or mono white. Okay, yeah.
0: because uh, if you look, uh, the all the deck lists are up in Eternal Central, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, there you can see the meta of the tournament, and uh, that is uh, quite an interesting meta. But let's yeah. not wait for it. Let's see. What Matt has to say. So here comes the interview Grant did with
2: Matt. Alright, hello everyone. This is Grant with Flippin' Orbs. I am able to come down to Hyde Park tonight to sit down with Matt, uh, one of the lords of the pit from Chicago. Um, He got second place at the player's ball, so I wanted to get together with him. Uh, talk to him a little bit about um, old school uh, him playing and I uh, get a get a little bit of a tournament report about what happened um, uh, it works out nicely because it's just a short short drive south for me I live on pretty much the complete opposite side of the city uh, he is down uh, yeah in Hyde Park uh, down the south side um, so hello Matt how are you doing tonight hey, hey Grant what's up man uh, Thanks
3: for uh, having me on. I'll take any chance I can get to drink beer, talk about magic. Cool.
2: Um, so, how, first off, how did you get into playing old school um, just in general, or if you started playing in Chicago, or just kind of the, just the basics?
3: Yeah, yeah. So, I first started playing Magic in Revised back in the day um, with uh, very limited knowledge of the rules, just like everybody else, and just played Kitchen Table. And then only recently, within the past, a little, little over, I guess, like a year ago, I started playing, picking up old school. I'd previously played Legacy and Vintage, and I saw some guys playing Sarah Angels and Shiven Dragons, and I was like, what the hell is going on over here? And I saw Danny uh, and Shane and Jaco uh, playing old school. And at the time, I thought it was a format too far. It was like all these weird Legends cards in the dark and shit. I just had no idea what it did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. It, this shit's too complicated and these cards are too expensive. Um, this is a little, this was like a year and a half ago when I first saw it, but then, uh, I realized that, uh, uh, it was really just about getting together and hanging out and playing whatever you had. And, uh, having a decent legacy collection, uh, I realized that with, with power, um, I could play actually a good amount of old school even without the, like, obscure Arabian Nights stuff. Um, so it was through them that I got introduced uh, and started playing locally here in Chicago, and then uh, uh, played a few small events here, and then played at the big Eternal Weekend event uh, last year.
2: Oh, cool! And so, what do you normally play? Yeah, so because I I think I talk I I talk crap about you on the last time because your <laughs> you're the only, literally one of the only persons that plays the deck. Yeah, and I think it's fine because if no one like one if one person does it it's
3: okay yeah so somebody has to be the villain so i normally do play the deck i uh that and and it was a it was a couple factors that brought me to the deck originally uh danny has the website to understanding ancestral and so uh before eternal weekend before when i first looked in old school he had a great primer up for eternal weekend with like all these deck lists right and initially i went through and i was like okay a what plays all the power because i was like I recently picked up my power, mm-hmm. so it's like, I want to play with it, so I want to, what could I play, like, all the power that I own? Okay. That was, like, rule number one. Rule number two, what can I play with the cards that I have? And it turns out, the deck, uh, if you have dual lands of power, um, the rest of it isn't that complicated. Nope. So, I, I played a, a, Lightning Bolt, Swords of Plowshares heavy version with, uh, uh, three Jammed a Tome, sometimes a to Disrupting Scepter, and, uh, uh, I, st- I put in a Shiv and Dragon because was, I just started playing old school. That's the flavor. Yeah, and that's like the uh, uh, that's like the cool factor of like one of the cards as a kid that I remember I remember when I first got a Shiv and Dragon, it took forever for me to get a Shiv and Dragon. I was super stoked about it. So uh, getting to play Shiv and Dragon and attacking with Mistress Factories is the most miserable experience. So I just wanted a way to close it close that game. So that's that's how I started playing the deck. And based off of my limited card pool, I stuck with it for a long time and I loved it. Uh Uh, there's lots of decisions in the interesting games. Uh, The problem is closing out, that it takes forever to close out the game, which is why most of the time when I play Demonic Tutor, if I, I just go get and Dragon, (laughs) even though that's often not suboptimal play, just to, like, end it. Did Um, you play
2: Fireballs at all?
3: Yeah, so you play, I I was generally playing one Fireball, uh, a Shiven Dragon, and the, uh, and the Factories. So, I enjoyed playing the deck a lot. Um, It treated me well. I played it in a whole bunch of events, and then, uh, I was playing at a side event old school after NYc the big vintage event in uh, Long Island. And I played, in five rounds, I played three mirror matches. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? This is miserable. It sounds miserable. It was miserable. It was miserable. I do love, I love the deck. It's great. But that was miserable. And I like, okay, it's time for a change. I'm tired of playing like almost a time every round. There's no time to go get beer and hang out. So, I was in search for a new old school deck after that. I finally like, was convinced it was time to change. And then what did you land on? Yeah, so I picked up Rug Zoo, um, and I took the deck list, the starting point from Eternal Central. So Jaco spent some time listing uh, some different decks on there, and he listed a Rug Tempo list on there uh, that I played a very close to uh, list. And it's basically like Delver for old school. Uh, it, it plays some counter magic, uh, a bunch of land destruction, some main deck artifact hate, a bunch of beaters, and some bird. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole goal is to get a threat down, deny their mana base, uh, protect your threat, and deny them from getting threats down. It's it's great. It's very low on the ground, and the best part is matches finish in like 15 minutes, and you get a beer or two between, before the next round.
2: That's a big That's a big part of it. Yeah. Um, so then, is that what you played at the player's ball that we just had?
3: Yeah, so that's what I brought to the player's ball. I played a 61-card a <laughs> list. Why the hell not? Uh, and if you go to Eternal Central, that's it's very close to that list. It's a, I only had two Sylvan Libraries, so I played two Sylvan Libraries, and I, I put in a Time Twister because draw sevens are great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I added a bonus bonus piece of counter magic or something in there. Um, so that was that's what I brought uh, to Revolution Tap
2: Room. So it was a main deck sixty one. Yeah, main deck 61. I'm into it. Yeah. What was the 61st card? Like, if you were going to have to cut something, what would it have been? Uh, The Twister
3: was like just the Uh, bonus. The bonus card that half the time I wouldn't play because it's disadvantageous. But if a Twister's in your hand, you just feel the need to get it out there.
2: Sure. So give me an overview of the ball. I was there as well, but I feel like a lot of people. There are people that I wasn't able to meet. Um, There are people that probably had different experiences each person probably you know it was just different for each person yeah because um, I didn't drink too much just because I didn't want to spend the money but at the same time um, we went out afterwards and Dom was buying um, <laughs> lot or Manhattan's he was he bought like I, we, we walked to a bar that was supposed to be close and yep. it ended up being like four city blocks. And then Don was just buying up Manhattan's. Like he he came out with a tray of like eight Manhattan's for people and was just giving them out because <laughs> he wanted to make sure that everyone had a drink. Nice. But um, so what? What did you? But what did you take away? Like, like your initial thoughts are like getting there and like what what you know what did that entail? Yeah. Okay. So
3: a uh, a brief rundown. First, big shout out to to Bob. Uh, and Jaco, who yeah. put the event together. Yeah, they really so busted their ass. The, the event was awesome. Uh, Bob's not... I think his his Instagram is non-basic Bob. Is that right? I think it's just non-basic land. Non-basic so land. Let's that? pull this shit up. I don't know. We'll so talk. Bob and then um, uh, really went through and, and went out uh, and did all kinds of cool stuff for this event. Got a, got a trophy, got patches for everybody.
2: Patches were dope. Patches I, he, were dope. He, he wanted to make enamel pins because me and him were talking about it. Yeah, And... I was like, dude, the nail pins are expensive. As, yeah. As sick as that those would be, they're like five more dollars per per item, item yeah. than a patch. Yeah. But and the when the there's fifty eight
3: players, it's a lot. It's, like, it's just expensive. And the last and,
2: thing we want to do is start charging people for things because we would rather donate all the money. Yeah.
3: So they raised raised uh, almost a grand, I think, for Chicago Public Library Foundation. Uh, foundation. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was awesome. So people came from all over the country for this event. Uh and it's non basic land. Non basic land. Alright, so Bob's non basic land Instagram account. all that. Yeah, you can go yell at Bob on there. Uh so he did a great job pulling that together. Plus all the normal prize support of like all kinds of old school cards signed by all the players and stamped. They had a badass stamp they stamped each card with old school players' ball. Uh so that was that was awesome. And
2: a whole shit ton of Lords of the Pit came out and then folks from all over the place. Um, and I'm gonna say this, Matt Moss. If you're listening, you're the only one that forgot their cut. <laughs> so I think you need to buy Get it everyone together, and, Moss. Yeah, and you just moved to the city, so whatever. <laughs> but damn.
3: So uh, before the event, I actually met up with Shane and shout out to Shane real quick because he's one of the guys who got me both into the vintage scene and the old school scene here. He's like the like the nicest dude in the Chicago Eternal Magic scene. Uh, and got me kind of linked in with all you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, shout out, he loaned me two beta psionic glass for my deck, so it looked good. I uh, so I met up with Shane beforehand. We got some coffee, played uh, about 10 rounds of vintage, and then uh, uh,
2: trying to maximize the amount of magic as always in these days. Well, we yeah, me we had in the morning me, Matt, Steven and then some, um, some of the other people from out of town came. And I'm sorry that I'm blanking on your names right now, but – we they we all got breakfast. Uh, Myth was there as well. Yeah, but we had like eight people. And like we were like, oh, we're, let's let's play some magic, and then it was just like it's too crappy. too many. Yeah, the yeah, breakfast yeah. is great, but it was just like, and I, then I was like, you know what? I just don't want to play magic because I'm going to be playing it for the next six hours. So, <laughs> it's fine. so I
3: figured, yeah, I figured that uh, uh, six rounds of magic was not going to be enough. So we we jammed some vintage, and then. Then uh, got some food, knowing that I was going to have to soak up a good amount of booze. Mm-hmm. So uh, then we showed up at the venue, and as we walk up to the venue, there's like 40 dudes hanging outside, right? Out of Revolution Taproom. Ben's room. got his
2: top hat on. We look like a bunch of idiots. Yeah,
3: dude. So yeah, yeah uh, shout to us. we not Shaman idiots, ben. but we just look like uh, just a
2: bunch of oh, cool. just, just dudes. Yeah,
3: going to show out there, like waiting for the... Waiting for the brewery to open up. There's dudes in full suits with gator skin shoes on. Uh, yes. Uh, everybody with their Lord of the Pit vests on. It was quite the scene. Uh, mm-hmm. It was good. And there's a lot of good reunions going on. Uh, and, and also a lot, meeting a lot of a, a new cool fo- folks from all over the place. Yeah, I mean, we had people from
2: Maine, uh, California. Uh, the two brothers from from south of Nashville came. Those Texas. Dude yeah, from Texas Kurt, Kurt drove all the way up from Texas. Bunch of guys from Michigan. Um, bunch of guys from Michigan. And uh, Ohio. Yeah, out. I mean, it was just all over the place. Yeah. I, I listed some. I listed all the states on my Instagram, and then someone was like, oh, there was like two more people that would come from <laughs> yeah, other yeah. states. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, that's the second largest tournament in the United States for for old school. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and then like, Eternal Weekend is like, it's Eternal Weekend, but like, not counting that, like this, it was, it was huge. Yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah,
3: it was great. Like the... Um, this is the kind of magic that I like to play where everybody's there to just have a good time, hang out, drink beer if that's your thing, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, so we get in, we get into Revolution Tap Room, they got all these big tables lined up, set set aside for us, we had, pl- there was plenty of space, um, there were table
2: numbers and everything they put Table numbers,
3: off. Bob had everything like, on like lined up for the event. Uh, started close on time, and we started jamming, and in between rounds, people were, Trading cars, buying buying beer—it's great. It was a really good time. Yeah. Um, so give me a
2: rundown on, and so, you played the the new the new deck you just built, right? Yeah.
3: So I played Rug Tempo
2: Zoo. Okay. Um, so and it, had, and it treated you pretty well. You got second place with a 61, 61 card special. Yeah, the luck was strong that day. So what was the the list? Just go down. I guess we've got we have the we'll we'll post the picture uh in the show notes uh i'll get that to gordon so he can hook it up and but let's go through what you're playing sure yeah i'll run through
3: here starting with the mana base four taiga four volcanic island uh library three tropical islands which i oftentimes was short on green mana uh with this deck but two mission factories yeah even with the four tigers that was always that was usually my stop point was green mana uh the four strip mine two basic Islands, which i did not like at all uh, but I didn't see Blood Moons. That might be why I didn't like it. Um, the Oncolor Moxin, Lotus, Soul Ring, Cat's Orb, Regrowth, 4 Serendib, 4 Curdape, 3 Urnum, 2 Pixies. Those are the creatures. Uh, Ancestral Recall, Time Walk, Time Twister, 2 Sylvan Library, 4 Bolt, 2 Chain Lightning, 2 Psionic Blast, 2 Shatter, and the Counterspell Suite, which I think is a little different than a lot of Rugless. Uh, 1 Mana Drain, 2 Power Sink, and 4 Counterspell. Uh, sorry, three counterspell, and those are sixty-one cards. And the the sideboard was three energy flux, two blue elemental blast, three Reds, two control magic, which there was only one instance that they were useful, and they were fucking awesome. Uh, one it. earthquake, uh, shatter. Tranquility and two dervish. And then the control magics
2: were they were they against Ben?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so we'll get there in like the, the brief like rundown. But yeah, it was against Sean <laughs> and Ben. It was the highlight of my day. <laughs> um
2: so yeah, let's alright, so that's the deck. Yep. Um Well not the deck, but your deck. Yep. Um so then yeah, let's let's get a quick quickish rundown on um on your matches. Yeah,
3: so there were six rounds of Swiss. And uh, I ended up going six zero, only dropping one game, and uh, a lot of that was I had a lot of really strong opening sevens, and the deck was just very strong against several of the matchups. There seemed
2: to be a lot of aggro. Like Dude, a, the aggro
3: was shit everywhere, load. everywhere, especially at the top tables. It was almost all aggro. And
2: then my Geden, my getting list just didn't do it. And there's
3: several. Them. There was I saw a good amount of like Geden lists. Some were lower to the ground than yours with Savannah Lions. Well, stuff. I play three Lions. Oh, do you no. really? Okay. I just,
2: I just, I got hosed. Yeah. I just. Blood Moon, just recommended. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. Blood Moon before your birds got down. Yeah, it was yeah. not good. Well, I mean, that's the thing though. Like if they're if I'm getting Blood Moon, my birds are gonna die to a bolt anyway. So so yeah. So one thing with all the aggro uh,
3: that's interesting. So there's there's this somewhat over emotional debate over four strip mine versus one strip mine, right? That people get into in the meta game. But
1: that's but I just
3: wanted I just wanted to put my two cents into this. Sure. Yeah. So I was playing a four strip mine deck, as were a lot of the top tables here. Uh, but when you look at the top eight or whatever, and you're like, oh, it's all aggro. Well, there's zero copies of the deck in the room, and it's not because the deck isn't good. This was generally a choice with the deck. I looked at. I, I tried to tally up my stats of like actual old school events. I was 22 and 10, which is pretty decent for like a mediocre player like me with a list. So playing one strip mine in a four strip mine meta. So the deck is very very strong in. In the meta. I think a lot of it has to do with personal choice, especially in the Chicago scene. A lot of people just don't like playing the deck. So I yeah. think the, the data I think is not I, all see, that useful.
2: I would probably like to jam it, but yeah. I'm just never gonna be able to play it. Mm-hmm. I, and it would be a deck I wish I could put together once in a while and be like, yeah. hey, I'm gonna try I'm just gonna I'm gonna bring this tonight, I'm just gonna play some games with it because it's not the same old thing that I play. Right. But, but it requires like,
3: all like the blue duels yeah, and all that stuff. I'm not so. dealing with that. So. Yeah. So um, yes, that was my my strip mine aside there. So Um, okay, so in the Swiss, uh, I I opened up versus Myth playing on a workshop control deck, and game one was very close. I was just like a turn ahead of his lock pieces and was able to ping him down uh, and kind of grind out the game. And then uh, game two, he boarded in all kinds of sideboard hate, city in a bottle, server protection red, all kinds of like terrible things. It didn't see any of it, and uh, uh, I, I landed Energy Flux and was able to lock that one up. Um, match two, I played against then, Ben Perry on Eureka. And what a cool deck! And That
2: deck is yeah. Go go find that deck list because it's the next. I saw the following. It's, I, saw, it's, I, it's, I saw the following creatures: Shivan Dragon, Force of Nature,
3: and Lord of the Pit. <laughs> In play on the table. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, um, so he was playing Eureka, which is where I was really happy I had Counter Magic in this deck. Um, game one he rolled me. That's why like I won loss in the Swiss. He just he got he hard cast a Shivan Dragon and did like a bunch of degenerate stuff and destroyed me. Uh, game two was the highlight of my night where he resolved a Eureka and put into play. I can't remember the sequencing here, but it ended up being two. Force of Nature's, and one Lord of the Pit. When he did this, I had my two Control Magic in hand, so in reply to the Eurekas, I played Control Magic on uh, Force of Nature and on a Lord of the Pit, which, given the life totals, I can't remember all the details of this, but uh, thank God Ben is really good at all the rules of magic, so he could help me. He, he was he, the judge for the he day. He was the I judge like and it. helped me figure out how to beat him in that match with the cards <laughs> in hand. So... Um, so that was that was uh, that was awesome. I I got I had him play a Force of Nature and a Lord of the Pit in my Zoo deck, which was great. Um, and I don't remember the details of game three, but I think it was I think he ended up dying to his own like Force of Nature triggers or something, uh, yeah. uh, something like that. So, but those were those were really fun matches. Then I played Jayco. I either played Jako or Janex. I can't remember the order, but I played Jako and Naya and mm-hmm. uh, his Naya Bazaar list with, with Sylvan Library Bazaar Baghdad engine. Oh, that's great. It's a great engine. Um, in this matchup, I I felt advantaged. Uh, also, game one, I was on the play, and I went Tyga, Curdape, Black Lotus, Time Twister, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then he got seven new cards and had one land, and I stripped it on the following turn, and he, I don't think he played another spell. Ooh. So... uh. That was that was kind of the blowout of game one, which I t- I I have a series of wins against Jayco along those lines. That's generally how I beat Jako. Is I totally something busted on turn one before he can do anything cool. and hope it's good. Cool. Um, I don't I can't remember the details of uh, game two there, and then I played against Jay on an Erdem getting list. Um, uh, I think Jay ended up winning the uh, altered mind twist. Um, oh, the, that was do, the door prize? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the door prize, random, random door prize at the end, so it was pretty cool. Um, super nice guy from Michigan um, with a small crew out there playing old school. So that was, a, that was a fun match. I don't remember the details. Then I played Rob on White Weenie. Uh, it was a quick 2-0. Um, having burn in my deck feels great against White Weenie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice to feel advantaged versus small aggro decks. I haven't played a deck for so long, and being out like two life and hoping to pull it out with the deck. I just want to balance. I just want to balance. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, the last round six, uh, I played uh, Nathan, uh, another Lord of the Pit here. And he was on the Naya Bazaar list, similar to what Jacob was playing. Mm -hmm. And it played out the same way, uh, a quick um, 2-0 with with the Zoo deck. And that that ended the Swiss. Um, And then the quarterfinals, I played against Jimmy. And he was on like a green workshop deck. (laughs) and that was a that was a cool list um but game one was like was super lucky where i drew both of my main deck shatters uh in the opening like two or three turns against his workshop deck oh yeah so plus like some burns so i was able to remove like juggernauts and strip stuff and so that worked that was super lucky in the quarterfinals and then Game two, I resolved an early energy flux again, and it just – it wrecked his board. Um, uh, so that was, that was a quick matchup. Then I played Nathan again in the semis. In the top eight. In the top eight, yeah. The semis of the top eight there uh, on the same nihilist there. And uh, at this point is where my play was like generally declining as my beer intake had like continually <laughs> increased through the night. And, but Nathan and I had like a close match. Uh, I had several misplays. Um uh but i think the deck was generally advantage which helped me get through it this is also when my orb flips just started missing where i just started failing <laughs> yeah just failing at orb flips uh, so i don't know that was that was probably the like most disappointing part of my day was missing multiple flips in the last couple rounds yeah um, i'm yeah. not a good orb you flipper you missed
2: one too the finals too. in the finals i think i missed i missed I one went, or two cuz i went finals. home after the the six rounds yeah then came back because I was yeah. like, I get to eat dinner, I wanna say hi to my wife. Mm-hmm. Then I'll come back out. And then I saw you play a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Mr. brute I
3: took a super aggressive tried to cast over land, I think, in the finals and I missed. And it just I got steamrolled. Yeah, that's all right. Um so I played Nathan in three three games and that was just fun playing Nathan and I have played against each other a bunch, and that was just a, a fun match. Uh and then the last round was lined up against Steve on a Ernum Geddin list. Uh, and played three games. Is that Bant? Was he playing blue? Yeah, he was playing blue, okay. but only I, I don't know. I actually haven't looked at his list. I've, the blue, I feel like it was pretty light. Like there wasn't counter magic. I don't think usually it's just the power. Yeah, the power. You're not Maybe trying to Serendibs. Dibs. I think he might have been playing. Some yeah, Serendibs. He, had, he had some. He had some Dibs. So game one went exactly to uh, the rug game plan. Like played threats, denied mana, it was quick victory. It's like okay, the deck is like doing its thing game two i flooded really hard um just had so much mana, and in the beginning it was working out okay because he was on a mana denial playing early and i just had a fistful of, of, of land after a mulligan and just uh uh but i never found business uh there was a couple misplays on my part throughout this as well and steve played super tight uh and then in game three uh it was back and forth i got behind a mana development but I eventually found my time twister. I was like, okay, this is my avenue back in this game. I, I was there when you cast when you cast the yeah. Twister. So I cast twister, and then and I found lotus in my twister along with like urnum. I got some sick altered urnums. Made my whiteboarder shitty urnums look cool. They're dope. Yeah. So then, so I I had uh, but I I ended up instead playing like strip Mind and a Serendib or something. And I never found green. I didn't find green mana for a long time. And it, can't remember the details. I remember it later on it being a mistake, but then passing back a turn in classic time twister form. Steve played Lotus and Ancestral, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ah, oh, your time twister is seventh, better than mine." Guys, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was a, it was like a, a slow grinding game of him just continuing to gain advantage uh, throughout the uh, throughout the match. Yeah. Um, so the the tournament was super fun. Uh, all my opponents were like awesome, like just hanging out. Laughing about all the ridiculous plays, mm-hmm. saw some super
2: sweet decks. Um, so it was fun. Cool. Yeah, and then I want a stick. So. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I remember Jacob telling me about this because his one of the, he he was help he was helping clean out a house of his one of his friends, and he had a bunch of old pipes that I was looking at because I, I was like oh I I, I got a couple pipes because I'll smoke I smoke a pipe regularly and I was like well what 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 do you have and um, I didn't really see anything that really caught my fancy, but then he had like a, he had like five canes in the back of his car. <laughs> and I was like, "What are these for?" He goes, "Oh, well, they're for you know, they're, they're they were just at you know the, the house that we were cleaning out." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool, whatever." And then when we were all signing the prizes, I was like halfway through signing the cards, and then all of a sudden, like someone just like takes it and just like puts the whole cane on the table, and I'm like, "What, what is this a prize?" And they're like, "Yeah, just sign it." I'm like, "Okay, sure." So the first place got the trophy, but the, I was like, ah, I want the staff. Yeah. <laughs> the staff is cool. There's
3: a cool trophy, right? And then in a in a altered icy manipulator that had the symbol of the player's ball, right? Like a disco well, ball. Yeah, in like hand. the disco ball. Yeah, so yeah. Was, that was cool. Uh, for first place. And then yeah, there's a there's like the a face of a wizard. Carved like into the staff, yeah. right? So, we all, we all
2: signed that too, but that was your prize, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, what card did you, you got the maze? I got a maze, well? with,
3: yeah, signed up maze, with, cool. which was cool because I didn't have a, I actually didn't have a maze. So, it's like, oh, this, this oh, is sweet. yeah, okay. that's the best, um, yeah. But, <laughs> the best part. but it's standard, so it was great. So, I got it. I was like, look, this stick is ridiculous, right? And, uh, and somebody somebody's like it came out of Jayco's car. That's yeah. like, great.
2: So so in standard in standard fashion there's a lot of awesome like off the wall prizes. Yeah, there. the prizes were cool. I donated a basic or basic a beta mountain cuz I have a bunch of them and yeah. I was like, well, whatever like yeah. cuz so so we had someone bought like 40 dust dust. Yep. So basically you I think you chained it again. So if yeah. you didn't get top 16, mm-hmm. you you got a dust of dust or a um the other artifact removal that you gain life when it's destroyed. Oh, Divine one. Offering. Yeah, yeah. Di- or, or Divine Offering. Yep. My pri- I assumed I was going to be getting one of those, yeah. which is totally fine because yeah. I'll play it, but I ended up getting um, a Wild Growth that one of the Team Tusk guys I believe oh, donated. that nice. And, that was, and the, he, he donated a play set of like Beta Wild Growth yeah. that were signed by Mark Poole as well. I'll probably never play it, but it's still it's cool still to cool have. Yeah, yeah, like, it's yeah. It's good to keep in the binder yeah. and uh, to, to reminisce. You know, that's...
3: So, that's... It kind of captures the spirit of old school, the prize structure, where you donate prizes, and the way that I, I
2: enjoy the way here, where where you donate money to a good cause. Dom don' Dom donated uh, an old Legends uh, legendary, yeah, because it was fifty cents, and yeah. then like two weeks later, he like was like asking us about it. He goes, "Who got that?" That that the that the legend and I was like I don't know he yeah says, well fifty dollars now <laughs> yeah. he's with, like with, I want it back with like, like forty signatures on yeah. it I'm yeah I'm like well right. who gives a shit yeah like no one's gonna spend fifty dollars it's that, like so.
3: in when I one I think the neat things about putting old school decks together are the aesthetics of, of putting your old cards together whether the old revised cards you played with as a kid that you haven't looked at in twenty years or uh, if you got cool beta cards so I yeah. think another aspect is taking these cards that you've won. I say one, that you just gotten at events, right? Because so many cards get given out. Yeah. And it reminds you of these events, the good times you had with your friends, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's just, it's, uh, it's this neat,
2: interesting, uh, like, memento that you can keep playing with as you go. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, I, I really enjoy it. Because, like, even, like, I got an Order of Leaper that finished out a playset that's all signed. I yeah. have a Curd Ape that's probably one yeah. of my favorite favorite ones. Yeah, um, yeah that's... It's usually it's just yeah it just encompasses what the old school community is about because like you know you know if if a shop is gonna start doing events or whatever I'll I'll, I'll you know I'll, if I can try to get out there I'll I'll uh, I'll go do an event but I would rather just go jam at a bar yeah. and hang out yeah I, mean, I think that's what a lot of people that's why it's kind of picking up steam and um it's just it's just more it's just more popular than ever and then I even saw like out in uh, out in Spain. Um, there's like four clubs now that yeah. are out in Spain that are yeah. playing like different areas. Yeah. So there's like a Barcelona club and then there's a couple other uh, areas in Spain that have clubs.
3: Yeah, I've seen some cool shit roll through on Instagram, the different social media accounts. Oh yeah, guys. they,
2: they, they posted a really cool like wanted photo with uh, the old Lano world Yeah. For like a tournament yeah, yeah. that's coming up. Yeah. And that was super cool. It's awesome. Um, so yeah, it's just a it's just a good time. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. Do you have anything else to?
3: Um, so one thing, add one thing like meta,
2: meta game wise that was interesting in in
3: this was so I played let's say nine rounds uh, of old school, and against those the nine decks I faced eight were playing
2: Sylvan Library. Eight of the nine decks were and I had it. In my I deck. said this last episode, I think, with Gordon yeah. and Seb. It's the best green card, and it's one of the better green. It's one of the better cards in old school as well. It's awesome. It's, it's 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 the only card that'll let you. It's, 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 it's it, without having fetches, not any, having any mm-hmm. sort of shuffle ability besides Twister, mm-hmm. it's the only card that's going to let you see multiple cards and like manipulate what you're going to be drawing. Yeah, and I think that goes along. And the it.
3: raw the raw card advantage when you want it, especially when Swords to are everywhere. You can just turn Swords of Plastures into another card the next turn by drawing a bonus card. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah. Sylvan so library, it's everywhere. Um, it's a good card, though. It's a great card. Um, so, that was one thing that I noticed just walking around the room. A lot of Sylvan Library.
2: Yeah. And, uh, no, I mean, and no J.M. Daytona. It's just too slow. I mean, and, but that's the thing, though. You, with all the with all the aggro that was there, Jay named Tome wasn't going to be kind of bouncing around. Because you, I'll even play Sylvan Libraries in my green red kind of like Berserk aggro deck, and that's just because I want to find those pieces. Yeah, like people go, well, wouldn't you rather be playing a creature turn two or whatever? But I'm like, I'm like, maybe. But at the same time, I'd rather find those combo pieces. I'd rather find the Giant Growth and the Berserk, uh, so I could get the win. Yeah, like, it's just it. It, they they go along with that, that card goes along in a way. format without a whole bunch of card draw or selection. It's yeah. just a great card. Even with even and even with Disenchant being pretty much everywhere as mm-hmm. well, it's still up there with being a very, very good card. Oh yeah. And that's why I always like playing Avoid Fate because you can just yeah. ball so yeah. if they want to try to destroy your in library.
3: That was uh, Power Sink uh, overperformed throughout the day uh, by pressuring their mana base and then protecting something like your Sylvan Library
2: and preventing theirs from rolling down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Power Sink was very good. Um, do like when whenever you play, how many games do you think you won because you had Sylvan Library out? <sighs> uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know because I I
3: did not necessarily pay attention to that alone but I played it a lot and I won a lot of games, so yeah. there's some correlation. I, mean, yeah, it I don't know if it's just causation, yeah. but there was, in the slower matchups, like versus Myth, uh, versus the Eureka deck, where if they landed a threat, I was going to be dead anyways, I was pretty aggressively just drawing cards. Even when I'd, I'd look at the top three and if they were all land, i just try to draw through them to get to the, the business faster. With all the aggro decks running around, that often was not an option, um, so it was a little less good
2: in those matchups, most likely. Yeah. But... Um, uh, yeah, it performed very well throughout the day. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then is there anything else? I don't think we've got really anything else coming up as of late. There's a tournament tomorrow in Westmont at. Uh, what's the card shop?
3: Hot sauce. Hot sauce. Yeah, hot sauce and in Westmont. But I think yeah, you know, there's a good crew of folks out in the suburbs picking up old school now. Yeah,
2: I mean even yeah, in the western suburbs, there's uh, they're they're holding a the tournament. I think the prizes they've got an Italian mandraine and a CE. Looks pretty played, but I think it's. T- I mean, it's still a CE pearl uh, for first place, I believe. Played, and, played blackboard cards look good. Well, that's the and that's the thing. Honestly, CE stuff that's played is harder to come by than near mint because no one played with it back then. Yeah, they, yeah. they weren't. They, it was collectors. I mean, yeah. it was four collectors, so they just sat in a binder in a box. Yeah. So finding played CE stuff, and with the prices of everything just going all crazy yeah. it's like see I'd that's what, the white border
3: stuff. stuff when it gets when it gets old it gets dirty and nasty looking yeah, right it's like a sharpie yeah, <laughs> but, yeah the, right. but the old beat up black border
2: stuff it's got character oh yeah I like it it's like Jacob's Demonic Tutor damaged old school cards or Diabolic Tutor rather yeah. yeah oh yeah it's phenomenal um but yeah I mean besides that I think the next thing is gonna be are you going out to Eternal Weekend? yeah I will
3: definitely be going to Eternal Weekend um I don't know if there's details on venue or anything like that yet, but I know it's going to be on the Thursday before a weekend Mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh um, at the end of October there. And uh, Jaco has been running that for several years now with increasing
2: participation every year. Yeah, Last time I heard we haven't found a venue yet, but we're trying to find something that's accommodating because... There was one venue that looked promising, but then like the drink package and everything, it would have been like five dollars for a Miller Lite, and I don't think we could have do we can we can't do that. Yeah, it's yeah, too expensive. yeah, I'm sure
3: I'm sure Jacob's running it down. Um, so that'll be a blast. i think that's the next kind of the next big event uh, is going to be the Eternal Weekend one. So it will be interesting to see how many people turn out for the event there was almost oh, 100 people last year there's probably um, going to be 150 at the least this year so it'll be fun it's going to blow everything out of the water yeah that'll be a good time everybody, even, been, everybody
2: will be nice and over to play vintage on Friday well that's why yeah that's why I was like thinking about playing vintage but <laughs> I would A have to borrow a deck but then B I was like I just will be out of commission I, so
3: so one of the one last year was my first eternal weekend and one of the best things about it was my favorite part was definitely old school tournament it was a blast and then the following days i played vintage and legacy last year which was a little bit too much but the best part was after those events like after scrubbing out of those events finding what bar folks were hanging out at playing old school yeah. playing hotel at late at night like just play magic the way it's meant to be
2: so yeah. i mean that's what we did too when we were up in wisconsin we like kind of hung out and played old school yeah i fell asleep i was out of it <laughs> I drink like a half a bottle of Malort. And I was ready to go. <laughs> That'll to, do the trick. Ready to go to bed. That'll do the trick. But that was a good time too. Yeah. So. But yeah. I think. I mean, it's just the fact that like we're podcasting about it now, and I mean, it's been a little under a year, and it's still kind of getting to the point where it's just growing. Yeah, this all is, over the place. Yeah, it's, it's the Beasts of the Bay are are, are now yeah, official. Yeah, Beasts
3: of the Bay. Follow them on uh, Instagram and, and Twitter. Yeah, and Twitter. A, yeah, yeah, all the sick all the stuff um, the kids are
2: doing these days they get it covered cuz like even like I, I get random messages from people about like trying to like play old school or like how how to start playing old school or wanting to join the lords and i'm like this is this is it's just a it's just it's kind of funny and not yeah. in a ba- not in like a, a a bad way just like a how it just kind of snowballed into this giant thing of where yeah you know, and, and it's a good community
3: i i enjoy kind of the regionalism of it, where there's these different playgroups with the different competitiveness styles.
2: is what I I kind of enjoy. I'm not too competitive, yeah. But if there's going to be a bunch of bullshit competitiveness, I'm into it, right? I, yeah, I, the, I will the, talk the, I will talk shit until I die. <laughs> but usually, I'm not going to be too
3: the uh, yeah the the friendly rivalries that have developed, uh, and uh, it's just neat to see different playgroups grow and build, and then meeting folks that you interact with online uh, in
2: person at the larger events uh, has been has been great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited for Eternal Weekend and to see how many people come out. The hardest part, and I think, because I tried to make an effort to meet different people. Yeah. Um, and, and and say hello and see people at the Players' Ball. Yeah. But even 58 people, I m- maybe met half. Yeah. And, like, it was just it's hard. busy. And, like, I had the, the, the Lupo brothers come up to me and we chit-chatted for a little yeah, bit. And yeah, yeah. They were super awesome. Glad they were finally able to come down. Are they part you, of the Michigan crew? Yeah, they I, they post on. They're like in their garage smoking cigars and just drinking whiskey <laughs> every weekend, playing <laughs> magic. The way they're it was living, meant to be. They're, they're living the yeah. life. Um, and Cheers it was a, to it them. It was good to yeah, it was good to to finally meet those guys in person because you see so many people over over like a social media aspect and you don't yeah. really you you feel like you get to know them, but once you actually like talk to them for even like ten minutes, you, that. Helps and goes along, yeah. Way. So that was really nice to be able to meet people. But yeah, that if there's going to be 150 people at Eternal Weekend, I don't know, it's going it's it's to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be a stupid amount of people, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's that'll that'll wrap it up, cool. Um, but yeah, um, thanks for taking the time, having a beer or two, and jamming a couple games tonight, yeah, dude. Thanks, man. Thanks for having appreciate me, appreciate it, yeah.
0: So, that was the interview Grant did with Matt uh, about uh, going to the finals of the old school players' ball. And as we said before the interview, if you want to look at the deck lists from the old school player ball, go to Eternal Central, um, which has all the deck lists, which is a thing I do really appreciate. They photograph every deck, almost every deck. Uh, We've started to try that at the tournaments we do here in Stockholm at least, and not only photographing the top 8 decks. Mm. It goes so-so, but uh, I do love that they do it. You can see every deck. uh, Because it's beautiful to look at old school decks. And um, that is also the episode for this time. and uh, therefore, I'm going to sign off as usual. I'm Gordon Anderson. Uh, I want to all to check out Wokwok.se, uh for looking at decks and uh, seeing all the Flippin' Orbs episodes and things like that. And more content as well. You can uh, sign up for our newsletter that is monthly by monthly,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: which will give you all of the news uh, that's happening you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Wack Wack MTG. Mm-hmm. Uh, me you can follow at Gordon Anderson uh, on Twitter and everything every social media there is uh, Seb, can they follow you anywhere? I can be for you anywhere I, I, I'm
1: at uh, MTG, MTG Seb Celia at, uh, mostly Instagram, yeah. I th- I have a Twitter account that's Subselia as well, but I mostly use Instagram, yeah.
0: Instagram, MTG Subselia, and they can also find Grant uh, at a couple of places. Where can they find you, Grant?
2: Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, Old Magic Musings, uh, Twitter, uh, Pit Lord Grant, and that's about it. There's a Lord of the, Lord of the Pit uh, Instagram as well.
0: Yeah, of course, uh, all of you should follow the Lord of the Pits Instagram. That's one of the... The Lords. They are the Lords. <laughs> I think that's... Um, I, I think Shaman Ben and your playgroup are the one... Th- that That's the two player groups in the States, which are my favorite play playgroups. Mighty. Uh, yeah. Is that the Librarians of Lang the Shaman Ben? <laughs>
2: yeah, and there's actually a new group that just kind of... But they we they don't just talk created, about them. <laughs> we just, they just created an Instagram and a Twitter called the Beasts of the Bay. Oh uh, yeah, San the, the San
0: Francisco guys.
2: Yeah. Uh, so they finally just—they're gonna have back patches or be have a presence at Eternal Weekend. I, I'm hearing.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I like that they started to have an Instagram there. But that's where you find us. I hope you all enjoyed the episodes. I thank you, Grant and Seb, for joining me for this episode as well. As usual, I thank you all for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any suggestions, what we should talk about, people to interview and things like that, email us at wakwakmtg at gmail.com or do a shout out on any of the social media we just listened or listed. Sorry. But you're on all the social media. I'm on all the social media. as What's there, your ICQ thing. number? Uh, I don't remember it actually <laughs> but you yeah, uh, I won't go into that but my day job is being a social media expert so okay uh, let's just leave it at that and thank you all for listening uh, see you next time bye
1: bye bye